Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. This one's going to be a little bizarre today, so let's take a little theme trip, shall we? (laughs) A meme caught my attention yet again. Memes, they're so funny. This one happened to say, something to the effect, I don't remember it and I don't have it in front of me, but something like, Your call is between you and God. It's not a conference call. And many of us might be wondering what our meaning and purpose is on this earth, wondering what God's plan is for us. And all too often we think of it as some some sort of vocation or a professional vocation. That's why we need to discern, and many of us are past this time in our life, but are you going to be a married person? Are you going to be a single person? Will you be a religious? Because all of these vocations and states in life have different demands on the person. And then the other thing that got to me was the James reading, which if you follow me and you listen often, you know that I took the old finger of mine and put it in the Bible a couple days, weeks ago, can't remember. And boom, I read this most beautiful reading about not praying with doubt in our hearts that God won't grant us those beautiful gifts if we're praying with an ounce of doubt. And then yet today, it was all about God's wisdom. And I think what we need to be reminded of, and we're going to read the gospel, is we may not have a sign per se. Let's read before I get too far ahead of myself, which I always do. And so check this out. It's James chapter one, whoops, yeah, James chapter one, verse one through 11. So it's one, 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 one. Anyway, I just kind of think it's funny. I always see that. Someone reached out um, and said that she sees it as little God kisses because she sees them all the time. I think it's wonderful. Okay, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion greetings. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, 
when you encounter various trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfect, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and he will be given it. But he should ask in faith, not doubting. For the one who doubts, it's like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed about by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, since he is a man of two minds, unstable in all his ways. The brother in lowly circumstances should take pride in high standing, and the rich one in his lowliness, for he will pass away like the flower of the field. For the sun comes up with its scorching heat and dries up the grass, its flower droops and the beauty of its appearance vanishes. So will the rich person fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Wow, lots of words, but come on, man. Here we are, man, woman. <laughs> Here we are. That we're being told basically what our calling is. is that we are supposed to persevere in faithful prayer, that we should ask God for wisdom, who will give it to us generously and ungrudgingly, and know that the various trials in our life are tests of your faith, and they produce perseverance. How many times have you looked at the negative things in your life as good, as, okay, this is a real opportunity for me to let go and bring God in for this. When you're feeling out of control, when you're feeling like you are helpless or hopeless, that's where God comes into play. And if we identify that we're in this trial and we can bring God in, it's so much easier. So let me just say, I am sure that there are many of you out there who are looking at investments and saying, whoa, what's happening? Let me just tell you with my husband's recent retirement, if you don't think that that is on the top of the list with him, you got another thing coming. And there have been days where it has dropped. We have one stock that we watch because we have a lot in it. And then we have all these other, you know, kind of mutual fund types of investments. But that is my trial because the minute I get that sinking feeling when I look at the color red, when I go onto that NASDAQ site and I know that my husband is feeling even worse because I know that I can go to God and rest in him, give him this anxiety and this fear. I can deliver the fear and the worry. I can pray oppression prayers over 
our finances, my husband, our relationship. My calling is a wife. My vocation is a wife and a mother, even though they are not my children, meaning they didn't come out of my body. I love those boys like they have been my genes. But I always know that my husband comes first because that's what God said. A man and a wife will leave their mother and father and they will start their own family. Even though we don't have any kids, he has kids from a previous marriage. But still, the point being, my calling as a wife is to bring my husband to heaven. So I double down on those prayers. I double down on trying to help him let go and live in today. Look, honey, we don't need to cash this stuff out right now, this moment. Let's just have faith that God will turn this around. I don't think he brought us this far to have us be in pain, but this is also a test. This is the same conversation I had with him almost a year ago in April when we weren't sure what was going to happen with, you know, this land that we were buying and all, just everything was up in the air and it was okay. We give it to God. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And so it was nice because both of us together were able just to let go of what we wanted. And we knew if it was something that God wanted, God would make it happen somehow. So it's most important to have that wisdom of God because you may not be given a sign per se or something that you would be expecting as a sign. And that goes to the gospel today. Far be it for me not to like get super excited about the first reading and then kind of get my, my lunch given to me in the gospel. <laughs> so... Mark eight eleven through 13, the Pharisees came forward and began to argue with Jesus, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed from the depth of his spirit and said, why does this generation seek a sign? Amen, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them, got into the boat again, and went off to the other shore. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I get so hopeful and yay, I'm reading the first reading. And then, you know, be kind to me, Lord, and I shall live. And I'm, I know your ordinances. I know your laws. You know, it's good for me that you have afflicted me. Like I was even, okay, I get it. These trials, they're, they're, they're great for me. Thanks for the reminder, blah, blah, blah. And then of course I get to the gospel. It's like, yeah, you ain't getting no sign. <laughs> but the Alleluia was great. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, back to your calling. You're single, you're married, you're religious. Make 
your marriage the best. Make your single life the best witness to those around you. Love your spouse in ways that you haven't before, especially through the tough and rough times. Be that witness. Be that love. Pray without doubting. Gain that wisdom from God so that you can continue to flourish and have the spirit grow and transform you so that you can continue to be that Jesus in your calling. Now, if you're single or if you're religious, you're married to God. And if you're single, you can almost kind of look at it that way too. And that you will love everyone like your brother and sister. Because the true calling is the two greatest commandments. Yet our vocation, it's those people directly in our lives that we don't love like we should. In the good and the bad. And for that, we pray without doubt that the Lord will help us love, change our hearts, love ourselves and love our spouses, love our family, love our friends in a new way, a renewed spirit. If you have relationship issues with someone, you've got to allow God into your heart and ask the Lord every day to renew it and look at that relationship fresh. Don't rehash what happened yesterday or last night. Don't rehash what happened two years ago. You look at that relationship new as in right now and ask the Lord again to give you a new heart of love, of flesh, not of stone. We always pray that prayer for other people. But you know darn well that love is not envious. It's not angry. It's not judgmental. It's not lustful. It's not unforgiving. Love is patient. Love is kind. God doesn't rattle off umpteen thousand adjectives to describe love. It's patient and kind. So be patient and kind with those in your life, especially in your vocation. So if you're a priest or a religious those people that you are to pray for, those flocks that you are caring for, you need to love those people, even though they may drive you a little crazy. This is why when I spoke to the priests, I said, if you don't have an intimate, deep prayer life with God the Father, you will never be able to love your flock like you ought to. And a priest came up to me and said, thank you, 
A bishop once told me that a layperson will never challenge me on my prayer life, and you just did today, and I want to thank you for that. And I said, it's not me, it's God, because I don't have a perfect prayer life. Who am I to sit here <laughs> and lecture you guys? That was just the Spirit speaking through me, apparently. Because I know it too. I don't pray, and if I don't put God in my life, I cannot love like I'm supposed to. And guess what? Today is St. Valentine's Day. Talk about love. And it doesn't have to be a love between a man and a woman. But if you are in a marriage, make today special somehow, some way, and bring God into it. He will give you wisdom. He will continue to help you in your call. But we got to let him in every day and not doubt when we pray. <sighs> so have a beautiful St. Valentine's Day. You can, you can bring God to the world by saying, Happy St. Valentine's Day. Because lots of people have no clue where this even comes from. I'll allow you to do your own research on your own about St. Valentine and this whole Hallmark holiday <laughs> that's been put out there. But you know what? It is a reminder to love. I'll take it. Any reminder we can get to love each other and ourselves and God is a good thing. <laughs> all right, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day finding something more with God.